Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Welcome back, all my friends. I hope you're having a wonderful day out there. Today we have Isabel Frank. She is a spiritual intuition coach, and she is also the host of Motherland Podcast. A couple things we'll be diving into besides our tree branches is all of the modalities that she's used, definitely her story on spiritual awakening. I'm sure that we're gonna highlight Claire's senses, um, how to hold space for others, what her job really entails in her business and in her future business moving forward. Um, quote, my job is for you to see your full potential. I absolutely fell in love with her at our Let's Chat when she gave me these snippets into her life and into her practice, holding space for others. And not only is she a podcast host, a badass spiritual coach, but she's also a best-selling author of a book called Untamed Power. And we're definitely going to get into that before we get off here. But right now, I want to introduce Isabel to all of you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. So tell us what you do now before we back up to the origin story of Isabel. Yeah, so I'm a spiritual intuition coach and psychic medium. Um, so my day kind of entails coaching people. I do a lot of different types of coaching, um, either going through the shadow and helping people and holding space, using my intuition to help get to the root of maybe what they need to release or what they need to look at. Um, and then I also do intuition coaching where people are like, I want to understand my abilities. I want to navigate them a little bit more, no matter what level or where they're coming from, as well as energy clearings and readings. Are you also a Reiki master that teaches mm -hmm. Reiki as well? Yes, I'm a Reiki master practitioner. Yes, Reiki master teacher. Sorry. So many questions popped up then, but I definitely want to get to the origin story. <laughs> and then we're going to get back to maybe some like tips and tricks. Shadow work, uh, obviously a big part of the healing process. Um, I love using it, like saying words like that, like a hashtag. So for people who have no idea what shadow work is, they can yeah. be like, what is shadow work? What is dark night of the soul? Have I experienced dark night of the soul? All of that. But you've seen spirits your whole life. You've definitely like spirits been tapping on your shoulder your whole life. But before you had this really transformational awakening, so to speak, do you want to take us back to those very breadcrummy beginner moments that you experienced? Sure. I have a funny, like, I feel like where I started seeing spirit I think a lot of people actually start because I think as children, we don't have any filters on. We don't have any judgments. Our ego is not there. Um, but we shut it off because maybe our parents tell us it's wrong or it's our imagination. So when I was little, I started hearing creator, whatever you want to call him. I called him God at that point. Um, and I remember having conversations in my head where I started playing games with myself. Like I knew what people were going to say before they said them. Um, different things like that. And so one day I told my mom, I, I hear God. And she was like, that's great. Like, no big deal. She was like, oh, can you just tell him blah, blah, blah for me? And I'm like, okay. And then we follow up and I was primarily raised by my grandfather and I was in the kitchen one day and my, my grandmother died when she was 32. And so I never obviously met her. And so one day um, I just clearly saw her in the kitchen and I was like, um, grandma Julie is in the kitchen. And his response was, yeah, 
yeah, she's around often. And I was like, okay. So nobody reacted. Nobody told me it was wrong. And that's the way I lived my life. I lived my life talking and seeing spirit. It wasn't till primarily I was in my thirties that things were just out of control. I mean, I had spirit waking me up at all times at night. My husband at the time was like, our house is haunted. Um, there was crazy, you know, they were visiting me. T- people I didn't know were telling me to deliver messages, just different stuff. Um, and they started kind of bothering my children. And I, mommy bear came in and I was like, I don't want them to deal with the anxieties I did. Um, Long story short, I had a really bad premonition happen. Like I saw it happen and then it came, you know, it came true. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. Like shut it off, turn it off, go away. I don't want it. Um, But that actually led me to somebody that instead of shutting it off completely, which I did for a temporary time, she helped me to understand, navigate it. And that's where I learned Reiki. And when I stepped into that first Reiki class, which I had no idea what Reiki was, I had, I never even experienced it in my life. I just went to class to learn to hit the off button. That is when I realized, wait a second, not everybody sees and hears spirit all the time. Like this is not a, this is not something that is quote normal every day. And by my Reiki 2 class, I realized this is what I was meant to do. I literally came out of class and had my first client that day. And I've been going ever since. And so slowly it's just evolved into my coaching practice and teaching others. And I, I firmly believe we're all intuitive. We all have abilities. We just need to understand them and learn to listen and trust them. What would you say your strongest clear sense is? Oh, that's a hard one. I would say it's probably between clairaudient and clairvoyant. I can agree with that too. Clairaudience is my strongest. And I was like you. One, I thought that everybody had an inner monologue of their own voice. But then I always thought that like everybody, it's kind of like that scene on, what's that Jim Carrey movie? Bruce Almighty. Where mm-hmm. he starts hearing all the voices in his head and he tries to get them all out, even though it's not amplified that much, but still like the spirit chatter. I just thought everybody kind of had those frequencies going in and out. So like you, when I had my own personal moment of, oh, not everybody does this. Ooh, is this a gift? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's like being handed a superpower with no instruction manual at one point. Yeah. I love that you, how you explain that. Cause that's how I explain clear audience to people. I'm like, do you hear your thoughts? Are you having this inner monologue? And it's interesting when people are like, oh, that's not normal. Like not everybody has that. And I'm like, no, it's, I don't like to use that word normal, but not everybody has that. Really? I, I have to use it too. I was on a episode the other day and the lady was describing like the spirit ones that actually like channel and do all that. And then she referenced him as like muggles just like normal people that have no idea, which really is like the unconscious, not to be yeah. like mean to anybody. We're all on our own journey, right? Um, but yeah, even explaining clear audience to people that don't believe in it, not from like a proving sense, but you're just like, hey, this is what I am directly experiencing in my life. It always ends up being a very fun conversation for those people to just be <laughs> like, how, how would you even deal with these voices in your head all the time? 
Yeah, it can sound really, I mean, if people really understood what my life was like every life, they're like, wait a second, you see spirit and you hear spirit all day long. I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> I can understand. I understand perfectly what I sound like. I'm very logical. Mm -hmm. I, oh, well, went after my own heart right there. <laughs> um, okay, so moving through, definitely like embodying, especially after the Reiki Coming through into that, what were your challenges with integrating spirit fully into this new version of you that was unfolding? Oh my gosh. I First off, I've been doing this for 10 years. So I, I say that as this wasn't an overnight. I woke up and I was just like, okay, great. I'm a Reiki, you know, Reiki practitioner and my life is perfect. No, like my life isn't even perfect now, but it's been evolving over a course of time. And it's just like I was saying the other day, you know, we're like an onion and there's layers and there's layers and we're constantly evolving or, or if you want to use the word healing. And so over time, as I was on this journey, I just saw elements of my ego, elements of myself start slowly start healing and start being shown to me. This was really hard being a mom of four children that, you know, I was I was talking to somebody recently and I was like, yeah, trying to find yourself and your truth and your authenticity as being a mother or a wife and, and having children is it's difficult, like it's really difficult. So it really was a lot of battling those limited beliefs that we have taken on because of either, you know, socially or because of our families where we're told we don't get to put ourselves first. We don't get to listen to ourselves. We don't get to have that time for ourselves. And so learning how to balance and navigate that and trusting my intuition, it was hard. There was a lot of layers of ups and downs and highs and lows, but learning to follow my heart and knowing that no matter what, it always led me in the right direction. I, I knew it and I trusted it completely. So this probably in 2019, you know, after being married for 17 years, I was like, I knew myself. I was like, this is what I meant to do. I know my purpose. I know where I'm headed, but I can't do it in this marriage. I couldn't. And, and I was like, I made that choice and I got a divorce and um, it's what I needed for my truth and my authentic, my authentic self, because I knew my purpose was to help others to find theirs. And I couldn't do in that, in that space that I was in. So it's been a lot of different layers as well as stepping away from mentorships that were no longer in alignment. And that was crazy. That's because a big one. And it's painful. Because that yeah. is really supposed to be a safe space yes. for you to unravel. It's heartbreaking. Yes. If anybody's ever done that, that you've had to step away from a mentor or a teacher, somebody that's held that space for you because you've either outgrown them or you're no longer in alignment, it's it was really hard. Like, that's what I can say. It was very lonely. It was a very lonely time. I can definitely agree with that, especially trusting your own intuition to go away from someone who you are both serving each other in some format or another. And then you wake up one day, you feel this new vibration, even though you've experienced these amazing quantum leaps together, right? But again, like the safe space, there um, it is. man, I feel that so deeply in my soul because I've, I've had people, especially in my journey that I've had to step away from. And I, I'm just like, wow, this is really lonely. And I thought we were 
going to ride this out a lot longer than how yeah. this really ended up. So it's kind of just like a jolt almost because, you know, you, especially with any type of clairsense there, you really pay more attention to your vibration and your frequency and even infiltration in your channel, just down to like chakra talk of, is my crown chakra open? So my filters on because your spirit team is your filter team, right? Like you can mm -hmm. tell them what to send you and what to not send you. But if that crown's closed, but that third eye's banging, you could see some weird shit. Yeah. So even if like your third eye's like, hey, just so you know, you and your mentor are coming to an end soon. You're like, no way. I, I couldn't even fathom not having this person in my life. They've just, they've been so good for this part of the process. But yes, after those vibrations don't really link up, trusting your intuition, I mean very hard, you know? Yeah. Which brings me into a really good question. I try to ask this often if people get vulnerable with me enough to talk about losing those relationships that even though you don't want to have to end, do you allow yourself that grieving process of that friendship? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's really key. Um, I love that question because I think that we have, there's a form of how do you guys want to, I'm asking the guides. Sorry, I was channeling. <laughs> There's a form of where we're taught to not focus on those quote, lower vibrational feelings, or I'm like, there is no, I don't believe that there's lower vibrational feelings. And grief is one of those things that we need to process. We need, it clears us out. We need to honor it. So I definitely grieved and spent time grieving that relationship in itself for a while. It was really hard. And it wasn't just grieving her as a mentor. It was grieving the relationships I had to release besides her, meaning all the clients I had with her, all the people I helped teach and guide with her and letting that go. And that was really hard. But I loved how you said the safety aspect of it. And I think that's one of the biggest things was that she did provide me the safety and she held that space for me to find myself in that sense. And learning that every step I've taken forward is me providing myself the safety now, not relying on someone else to do that. So would you say, especially the ending of the mentorship and even the ending of the divorce, did you have that moment in the mirror where you're like, this is a leap of faith moment? Absolutely. I had that before I even left them. I knew when I was choosing both either leaving the mentorship or leaving the divorce that this was a huge leap of faith. And I think oftentimes people ask like, then how do you do it? How do you do it when you don't know what's on the other side, that you have no clue what your life is going to look like? I would allow myself in both of these situations, and even now when I take leaps of faith, to meditate with my future version of who I am and who I'm becoming. Because as we know, right, time is not real. Mm -hmm. So if you can allow yourself to sit with that future version of you that has combated the fears, that have combated the anxieties and has stepped boldly into their, into their vibration, then your body starts aligning with that energy. It becomes familiar. It feels, quote, safe in it. It knows how to move in it. And so that really helped me. I allowed my future self to hold my space for me to navigate out of both of those relationships. That's a great answer. I love that so much. When you are having the leap of faith moments or the grieving moments of, you know, just releasing what no longer serves you, um, obviously 
those inner critics or, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like all these like negative things, so to speak, are going to come in and hit you. Did you have tips and tricks for yourself to be able to push those thoughts away so you could still really get a clear view of that future self that you were trying to stay in line with? It was really important during that time for me to have a really set day practice. I had to have my meditation every day. I had to journal every day. It's what I needed mentally to connect to myself, to be grounded and to be present. I allowed those relationships or things that came in where people were like, you know, criticizing or judgment. I just allowed them to flow in and out. And believe me, especially around my divorce, I mean, I had family that was you know, what are you doing? It's crazy. You know, it's because of quote Reiki. That's bad. You're evil. Um, and even the mentorship, she was very angry at me when I stepped away. She was very mad. And I, the best way of navigating that was to realize that they have a right to their opinion. I firmly was like, you have a right to believe what you want. That's your opinion. And it's perfectly fine for you. But I don't have to choose to believe that and giving myself permission to not force what I'm doing onto them or force them to understand, but to stay in my own energy and allow them to have their opinion separate of me was the best way to navigate it. It's when we start having that dialogue and let me prove to you that I'm right and prove to you why I'm doing this and prove this, that our energies become very tied in, mixed, anxiety, fearful, doubtful. I had to create a very safe space for myself to reside in where I was like, that's fine with a very loving way. That's fine. You can think that way and I'm going to think mine and I know what's right for me. Mm. I just, I just want to give it some breathing room because it's so true and it's so relatable. I'm like, oh. So going <laughs> back to Reiki, especially since you'd never had it done, you'd never experienced before, you definitely jumped in with both feet. I know what it feels like to be a beginner in those classes and you're just like, okay, here I am, right? Like, let's let's come in here with an open mind. Do you remember your first couple moments when you're like, whoa, like you really just, everything clicks, you believe, you see it, it all comes in together. Like those first, maybe like the lessons that, you know, you were able to like turn turn your powers on, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's really, I think, are you, oh no, okay, good, you froze for a second. It's kind of funny, I think I had those moments leading up to the Reiki class and then in the class. I remember when I first met my mentor before I even took the class, right, she was just, she's a little out there. (laughs) So so she was just like, we're going to work together, you're so gifted, and oh my, she starts like laying out my life, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, I don't even know what this is. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And when I got into class and I sat, I remember there was like 20 something people in the class and, and, you know, she's telling us all about the Claire's and, and all these things and angels and guides. Um, it was just like, I finally felt like I could see myself where I was like, oh my gosh, this all makes sense. Like, I just didn't have the names for everything. I didn't understand what Claire's were. I didn't have the names for spirit guides or I didn't understand what these were. So I think throughout that whole journey, there was just points where I was like, oh, I get this. I get that. I get this. Like, I understood it now. Now it's just had a name. That's all it was. It was just a name. But um, I think that whole time and even now, 
I love the fact that it never gets old and we always have those amazing moments where we're just like, wow, like this is what that is, or this is what it means. And this is what they're saying, or this is what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. I am going through my class in my head because I've had those moments too where I'm like, oh, that clicks, that clicks, that needs a little more time. But then especially mm -hmm. meeting those, I mean, there's so many amazing people in a spiritual community anyways, but there's people that, you're right, they are out there in the <laughs> best sense of the way. They're out there in a way yeah. that I, I definitely don't do it. Um, but you always kind of got to admire that. You know, that they're just like, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. Because they really are embodying something that you're like, I have my own way. It's not exactly that, but. Yeah, I love that she was looking back. And I mean, it got a little bit where we were just completely disconnected at, after towards the end. This was after like four years. But I love how she was when I first met her because it allowed me to just, I think it was like, it wasn't a baby steps. It was like, I was fully submerged in the water. <laughs> like we're just dunking you in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I either sink or swim. And knowing me and my personality, that's the way that I learn. So I think my spirit team definitely knew what they were doing when I was in that relationship, because, you know, I remember the first time I channeled, we literally were having coffee one day in her office and she was like, channel. I didn't even know what that word meant. I was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? And she's like, channel. I, I was like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, when you, you know, talk to spirit and you do this and then, but that's how I was taught just head first and everything. Is what does channeling feel like to you in your physical body? Is there a way that you can describe it? Well, there's different ways that I channel. I will have to say. I am very particular where I do not let spirit step into my energy. I don't do that. I don't like that. I don't do it unless maybe I'm navigating during a healing and there's angels and there's movement where I can, that's a little different. But as far as my own energy during the course of channeling, I love that my guides are like right now saying they're like, it's just complete alignment. It's like my breathing kind of slows down. I'm instantly connected. And for me, my channeling happens really fast. Not that I'm going to speed talk, but I just get the information very quickly. It's a sense of clarity for me that I can't explain that I'm just like, I'm very clear with it mm -hmm. during the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes, that definitely makes sense. I, if anybody brings up channeling or clear senses, I always like to see how it feels in your body because it's definitely all different for all of us. There's a guy I saw on Gaia TV right now where he was talking about how the thought always pushes itself forward to the front. And he's I like, and that. there's no way to deny that that's yes. not spirit talking. He goes, I recognize the tone. I recognize the feeling because I can hear myself talking. I, I can hear all that internalness, whether it's me, the inner critic, the ego, whatever's going on. But this force literally comes from the back of my mind and pushes all the way forward and just goes, no, this is, this is what you need to know right now. That is the best description. That is absolutely what it's like, because I'm like, yeah, that's where it comes. It comes from the back to the front. And that's definitely different than when your mind is, is thinking. That's the best description I've ever heard of it. I felt the same way, because just like you, I like I'd seen other channelers, but they're like channeling extraterrestrials and they're 
I mean, like, they're the voice of the extraterrestrials, whether we're talking about, like, Bashar or Abraham Hicks or even um, Elizabeth April, just to name a couple. Like, I was like, oh, that's a channeler. Okay, that's great. But I would still have these moments where, you know, like, if you're healing, helping someone or holding space in someone's healing or you clock into a higher octave of yourself, basically you're the vessel that's being used for the divine to come through. But then you say something profound really for them, but it's also for you. And then you're like, damn, that was really insightful. (laughs) I know that wasn't my ass, even though I'm kind of struggling with this right now. But those were the moments where I was like, okay, Claire audience I'm good with, clairvoyance I'm good with. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting the definitions of them like you, like you, you do need something to label it and have something to Google, right? Because you're like, what the hell is this golden light (laughs) up my spine? Oh, it's kundalini energy. Okay, well, let's go down this rabbit hole. Um, But us with our, you know, limited humanness, um, I found the more that I study, just probably like you where you're like, oh, I have a definition and a word for it, that even though I can't remember all of it now, but now they have a bank of stuff that they get to like throw. I caught like playing Pictionary with the divine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I did not read the Celestine prophecy right now, like I wouldn't, how would you have communicated that message with me? Right. How does this go about? So do you have continuing education practices that you do for your Claire senses and for even just like um, making sure that you're always pulling from the overflow and not necessarily just utilizing the battery pack that we used to live off of before we were online. I love that. That's a good question. Um, like, I, I'm sorry. Like I can see my guides right now when I'm talking and I can hear them. And whenever they come in, it's like, I just want to start laughing because they're just like criticizing me right now in a loving way. Um, because they're like, yeah, you don't really study with the Claire's and I don't study with the Claire's on purpose. So it means that I don't spend a lot of time. I have tons of books though, that I've read over course of time that it's there. Um, and there's a reason why I don't, I don't read too much when it comes to navigating or understanding the Claire's because of the way that I teach. I teach in a very specific way in order to help people navigate their own Claire's. When it comes though to everything else, as far as like you mentioned Kundalini energy or, you know, your chakras or different parts of it, absolutely. Reading is really important. You know, thank God for Google nowadays because you can just get so much information specifically to what you're looking at. And I think you said it very, very key when you're like, you have to build your knowledge so that it it opens up so that you understand when they're bringing in information or tips or tools or understanding things. I love history. I do. I love history. And so my guides will use a lot of history, especially in relating to past lives. Um, I love, you know, Egyptian energy as well. So I've read a lot of books and with, you know, Egyptian things like that. So I can understand. Um, but it's kind of just wherever my spirit team leads me into like, hey, let's dive in this direction and read. Let's dive in this direction and read. But I'm always reading at least one book that is self-learning I don't know how to how to describe it but in some sense in that self-help area so that I'm always building it right now I'm doing a lot of psychological a lot of of reading in that as well as like anything around like BIPOC history do you have a favorite author that you like to follow in these categories um I think 
what? Oh my God. Why can I, I just went blank on his first name. McGow Reese. What is his, what is his first one? Um, the four, I just went blank. Is it Dan Miguel Marie Miguel? I cannot even say his name right now. That's how I know I'm not in my Dan Miguel Rees. Rees. I'm horrible with the four agreements. Yes. Oh, he's wrote a series of books. There's so many different books that he has read wrote besides just the four agreements. Oh my gosh. We could. And I love him. Yes. Okay. And I didn't read the four agreements until literally this year. And I was like, wait a second. This is everything that I teach already. And it's everything that I do. So I was, I mean, I know spirit had me wait on purpose. Yes. Okay. I love this because yes, these are everything that I'm reading, but then I, everything that I'm focused on reading is on my desk. But if you're bringing this up, I'm bringing this to you. So yes, the four agreements, there's a companion book. Mm-hmm. There's the regular four agreements. I got recommended this years ago by one of my favorite souls. And then I was like, yeah, I'll read it. And then I came back around and everyone's like, you have to read the four agreements. You have to read the four agreements, which I honestly need to reread now. The voice of knowledge. And then there's even the circle of fire that yeah. I picked up. Oh, man, you really hit the nail on the head with that and one. And then he wrote a book called The Toltec. It's called, I can't remember his full, then full name. It's the Toltec and then something else. And it's his journey when he was unconscious in meeting his grandmother and going through he, his whole story. It's really interesting. It's his story on his own. I think he was unconscious for a certain time period and um, how his grandmother came to him and gave him medicine. And um, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. I'm a huge note taker. Because you're also educating me just through our conversation. But I didn't even know that that one existed. So I'm yeah. like, must buy book now. <laughs> it's different. It's a, it's a story versus like, you know, focused on us. So you'll learn from it. Oh, I, I love it. He is uh, one of my favorite authors. Actually, I haven't read all of those. I'm really good with just like buying 20 books at one time and being hey. like, I'll get to them. It's fine. I'm supposed to have it. Now I, now I do better with it, but... I love buying me some books. Going into, okay, so I'm trying to see like where we are on the story. So Reiki, definitely embodying it, starting your business. So the clients are coming in, you're starting with shadow work. Um, Dark Night of the Soul is awful. I mean, much necessary, super necessary in it, but what are the beginner like when you're holding space, what are the beginner like integration tips you have for people in between coming and seeing you? Because again, it's called dark night. It's called it's not yeah. medium light or everything will be okay light. It's like, let's get to the very bottom root rottenness that you've yeah. been going away from. But obviously they feel safe with you. They feel empowered with you. Um, and I know all too well that feeling of like leaving that office and just being like, yes, I can do this. Whew, this is great. And then I go home and I'm like, I'm a freaking wreck. How am I going to get through tonight with these thoughts? Like what is going on here? So before they leave, like how not to give away your whole business no, by any means, but... Um, When you meet these people, you're meeting them at their trauma level, so to speak, and you have to dig through things that they're like, oh, I did this or this happened to me or I'm ashamed of this. How do you really um, unfold that over time to integrate and kind of quantum leap them through that dark night the best that you can? 
So one of the things that really makes what I do different, I would say, is the fact that you, back to what you're saying, right? You guys each have your spirit team. You have your higher self, you have your spirit team. They're not the same as my spirit team. So your guide quote or whatever your guide book of you and yourself is going to be completely different than what's going to work for me. So in essence, what it really looks like always, even no matter if I'm doing intuition or no matter if I'm doing shadow, is teaching you to listen and acknowledge what's already being shown to you. It's teaching you to just take yourself deeper and I just hold that space to help you push it to that other side that we're often afraid of acknowledging or knowing, even though there's so many times clients come and they're like, yeah, I kind of already knew that or I felt that, right? And it's like, okay, well, let's take it further and just allow ourselves to peek over that fence a little bit and see what's waiting for us and see what our full potential could possibly be. So if you, before you come to me and people are like, how do we even do this? It's just keep asking yourself questions. Keep allowing yourself to go deeper. If something scares you, allow your, create space for yourself to say, why? Why does it scare me? What am I holding back? Why am I holding back from this? You know, where is the root of this? And it may be something that happened to you 10, 15 years ago or childhood, or it may be something that happened just the other day. But it's just learning to listen and acknowledge and ask yourself and your spirit team these questions that we have learned to ignore, not listen, turn the other cheek, distract ourselves in so many ways. And then at the end of it, when you find that answer, be compassionate. No one told you you have to be perfect. Nobody told you you had to have all the answers. And there's no wrong way of doing this journey. Your way is your way and my way is my way. And it's not, don't judge yourself. And that's the best way, I think I would say. So yeah, you're really good at holding space. That's what I got from a lot of that. Because you definitely have to see a lot of limiting <laughs> blocks in people. And, you're, and they're just like, oh, I can't do mm -hmm. this. And I've experienced this and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Now to your potential that I get to see. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend. She's like, Isabel is definitely not like, I have so many different friends that, you know, are in this line of work or do this type of stuff. And you have the ones that are just very, you know, soft-spoken in this way. And I will listen to you all day and I will be as soft-spoken as I need to be. But when it comes down to the time where it's like, you're going to come see me, we're going to get to it. Like, let's just, okay, let's go. We're going to do it. We got, we got to. So do you have people come with you when they realize that they obviously want to develop, but they're in that very, like, they're still stuck in some weird bubble about it? Like you talk about this fence, which I think is a really great thing to pull apart because so many people are there. Like you said, we're all intuitive. We all have these, whether you choose to exercise on them or not, but these people, they know they, they know they have a future in it. They know they want to do it. But really, peeking over that fence is terrifying. When you pull those things apart, are you finding um, it's judgment from others that holds them back? Um, are they scared of, like, seeing dark things? Just from, like... It's a mix. Yeah. It's honestly, I couldn't sit here and say, you know, it's mostly always this. 
I think it's interesting because it's definitely a mix. It can be anything from religious trauma, right? I mean, how many, we've told we were evil and it's wrong. Right. Um, it's from people being afraid of seeing the wrong things or doing it wrong. Um, fear of failure. There could be childhood traumas. There's so much in there that, that we have. Um, perfectionism, which, you know, that's a whole thing in itself too. But yeah, it's a mix. It's definitely a mix. Of, and that doesn't matter if it's either shadow or just focusing on intuition. People want to step into their abilities and gifts more and whatever's holding them back. But I wouldn't say it's one thing specifically. How do you protect yourself from all of the things that you like basically all that negativity that'll purge out of that other person, that energy has to go somewhere. Do you have ways of protecting your bubble and yourself so you're not bringing the work home with you, so to speak? Yeah, well, I love that. I, what, the answer that I'm hearing to your question. One, I don't look at it as negativity being purged. So I don't allow it to be a negative energy that they're purging. Even if it's horrible, and I've heard horrific things that have happened to people's lives, it's not a negative energy. It's just an energy that needs to be released to create more space within them. So since my viewpoint of the energy isn't, oh my God, I'm so afraid it's negative. I'm going to take it on. I don't take it on. Does that, do you get what I'm saying? Cause sorry, yeah, sure. tensions are so powerful. When, but before every day I create my own, I have to have my morning practice of meditation, of calling to my guides, you know, asking for that protection and that guidance. It's so important for me in order to hold that space for other people. And then at the end of it, it is, I close it off after I'm done with every client, which is kind of like I release, you know, what's theirs is theirs, what's mine is mine. And I send it to you with love. And I just kind of just breathe in and come back into my own sense of presence. And then... I just cut it off and separate. I know it sounds a little bit harsh because people are like, how do you just like end it? It's not always easy. Sometimes there's horrible things that I hear and I'm just like, well, how do I not get sucked into this one? Mm -hmm. But I've learned that as much as I'm a healer, it's not my job to heal you. It's not my job. It's your job to heal you. And it's my job just to guide you through it. Yeah, that's powerful. And I think should be spoken about 10 times more because I do think that there's this thing where um, when people are like, I'm a healer, I'm a healer, I'm a healer. I'm like, you're a vessel, you're a vessel, you're a vessel. And you have to hold space like that to me, like, especially when, if you want to talk about like spiritual red flags for beginners, um, I mean, especially the ones that still don't trust their intuition. They don't really know how to go about that. Um, over time with my own experiences, like you meet these people, you accidentally put them on a pedestal because they've been awake for me longer. They're certified in all this amazing spiritual blah, 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 blah stuff. Um, and you get burned in some ways because you're like, I thought I was supposed to work with this person. I had a really good time with them. And then later, you know, like you're replaying it in your head and then like, cause I have red flags, like toothpicks that get stuck in the memories. I swear there's one spirit guide dedicated. They just have a, a whole, whole, like a, what am I trying to think of? God, I'm, I'm blank today too. When I try to go up there, I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> a fanny pack full of red flags. And they're like, you didn't get this one. You, you see this now? Uh-huh. Yeah. All of those. So spiritual red flags for beginners. What is your take on that? Oh my gosh. I tell people don't ever go to anybody that tells them they're the world that says they're the world's greatest and they're always right. Don't do it. 
don't ever go to anyone that's like, I'm the world's best psychic and I'm always right. Or I'm the world's best healer. And I can, I can definitely do this. No, don't ever do that. Um, that's full of ego. <laughs> that's full of ego. Um, one of the things too, is that maybe you've already been on this journey with somebody and you realize they're not doing their own work red flag because spirit as either whatever you're doing in this line of work, I think just in life in general, period, spirit's always going to show you what you need to work on, right? They're always going to find creative ways. Like you said, you'll say something and realize like, oh wait, that's for me. Like, like, you know, so just pay attention to the vibes you get from people. And if they're doing their work, they should be growing and evolving. Your teachers, people you're going to, they should be growing, evolving. They should not be staying stagnant ever. The other part too is trust your vibes. If you get a healing or a reading, or maybe you're just watching somebody and you're just like, well, they're supposedly supposed to be really good, but you get this like icky feeling in your body and you're just like, I feel gross. Don't do it. Don't force it. Don't do it. The other part too, I, I told somebody recently, I was like, you never should walk away from a reading or a healing or even a coaching where you feel heavy. You feel gross. That's definitely a sign disconnect don't go back so those are definitely trust trust it your body is the biggest intuitive tool that you have forget the clairvoyance forget the clair audience just your body itself is the biggest intuitive tool you know every day if something's right for you or not by just listening to your body and the way it feels so trust that in your practice and wherever it is that you're being guided to work with or work with someone. Amazing advice. I agree with all of it 100%, especially the world's best this and the world's best that. And again, I understand as humans, we need labels for stuff. Like we need to know what words to put into Google sometimes. Um, so I really struggled with coming into the healer title because I didn't want to portray like I have these magical powers and they're mine and you must come to me. Like, I really do think that's super egotistical, but I think it's an easy thing that people get into because they see it so much out there in the spiritual marketing that they're like, oh, I at least have to market myself this way too. Otherwise, you know, you know, they're, they're successful. This is how they're doing it. I should do it too. So even, um, comparing yourself to others, that's another one that I always have to check myself on. I go to people for inspiration that I'm like, Ooh, I can't do that. That doesn't feel right to me. Like mm -hmm. I, I still have like a rigidness to me that I like to keep. Even if I go and um, do Reiki, which I'm down to just doing it with friends again right now. I'm back into a severe learning part. So I've found a better way to audit it where like, yes, I want to go and work with clients, but I'm like, I don't feel like working with clients right now. I feel like working with friends and getting back into my book work and just finding that resonance on my body to feel comfortable to go back and actually serve as a vessel again. Do you have um, your on and off times where you feel Absolutely. you need to conserve your energy more and you're like, actually, right yeah. now we're, we're going to pull this part back. We, I'll channel all day for you, but I'm going to keep my hands right here. It's more reverse for me. It's the readings I pull back from. Oh, me so too. 
I'll I'll pull back from reading people for a while and then I'll be like, okay, the door's open again. I'll come back into it. I'll pull back. I'll come into it. Um, so it's more the readings that I have to separate from at times and, and that's okay. And I think that what I've learned from the reasoning is I personally love doing my energy clearings with readings because I can disconnect. I can clear the energy. I can move it and shift it while you kind of get the reading and see everything versus here's your reading. Okay, great. Have a nice day. So um, for me, I it's the readings that I have to pull back at times. So there's times where it's on my schedule. And there's times where I'm like, no, I, I need I need to like move out of it. But one of the things that spirit does is that when I'm stepping into a new modality or it's time for me to shift things, they'll clear my schedule. Like there's literally all of a sudden it's like crickets. And I'm like, okay, something's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like something's happening. We're leveling up. We're changing. Um, so going with the flow and is very, very key. So when you say your readings, are you talking about just doing like channeled messages? Do you use tarot or pendulums or Oracle? Do you have other tools that you use along with it? I don't need to use, I don't think any of us need the tools actually, but I don't need to use the tools. Like I don't need the cards. Mm -hmm. If I do use cards, I'll use Oracle cards. It's just what I'm comfortable with. I find I'm actually really comfortable to hold the Oracle cards in my hands while I'm actually channeling. I think they hold their own energy within themselves. Um, but most of the time it's just, my readings are just straight channeling. It's like, okay, I call in my guides, I call in your guides. And then I'm like, here's your message. Here it goes. And it's the same way during the clearings. What do the guides actually look like? Are these translucent figures standing behind them? Are they third eye impressions? What does it look like to you? A mix. If I have them, um, you know, they come in different ways. I think the impression, third eye impressions is a great way to say it. That's kind of the biggest way that I see them. Um, but I have actually been able, you know, where you're like, okay, I can physically see like a figure behind you. Mm -hmm. um, it always looks like the holograms or like the beam me up Scotty type of thing. Yes. Um, but I just see them out of the corner of my eye in my mind's eye. Like it's in my mind's eye. It's always on the right side. And I can tell you, you know, what they look like and what their voice sounds like or just different things like that. I agree with that too. I always say that I have two screens going on at all times. You know, people have like dual monitors on their computer. I'm like, I have the reality that's out in front of me, but then literally like right here in the middle of my head where we all have that third eye. It's like, um, you know those cars when they came out and it showed you the how fast you were going reflected on your windshield? Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I think about it because it's almost like that double vision. It's not getting in the way of this sight. But I always mm -hmm. tell people that I'll have like that so Raven moments, but I'm not that dramatic about it where I'm like, <gasps> this is going to happen. You know, I've only had um, like you, I had I actually had a few premonitions. One has come true and the other one has not. Um, and a couple like just like smaller, like nothing super detrimental. Um, but that was like a showstopper for me because I, I just kept like sitting down and meditating about it. I'm like, one, why would you so, show me that too? What does this mean for me? Why would you show me this? Literally bouncing those two back and forth. I'm like, what do you want me to get out of this? And if this comes true, then this is even more real, <laughs> right? Because there's times where I'm like, I just want to back away. And I'm like, I just need a break from it. Like, I understand it's real. I know that you want me to do something with this, but this is creepy. You know, this is weird. This really just, I'm excited about this. I'm glad to know there's more out there and we're all 
10 times more capable than what we ever think that we are. But the premonition aspect of it has definitely tripped me up to the point where I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I'm not going to go yeah. tell anybody. Even if That's I tell anybody, point. it feels, feels crazy, you know, because you don't know. You're just waiting for it to appear in real life. Yeah. I get a lot of premonitions. I mean, that's part of what I do. (laughs) So I get a lot of premonitions. um, And I've learned multiple things that premonitions sometimes can come in bits and pieces. So meaning that you might not necessarily get the whole thing all at once. You might get in bits and pieces. But one of the things that spirits told me is that sometimes that there's not anything for us to do with it it's just allowing we just happen to pick up on that frequency and allow it to flow through that us having that and that like i see it i understand it or maybe you don't understand it, you just see it what you're doing is you're bringing that energy into the consciousness of the collective regardless of you knowing how to interpret it so spirit's just using you to move the energy through that's it end of story it's like okay cool i see it happening i love that that's it just move the energy through the collective consciousness and that's all. Let it go. I love it. Are you able to, there's some people out there that will like meet a stranger and they can tell that like they're hiding a sickness or they have cancer. Um, I always used to say before I got a better definition, it was kind of like my PR team in my right ear when I would go meet people, which started making me supremely socially awkward and anxious going into places, Mm -hmm. especially after I was online because I was being told things that like, I don't want to know. I don't know how to utilize this information at this time. I know Brittany isn't my biggest fan, but I didn't know it's because she thought I was pretty. You know, (laughs) you have like those simple ass moments where you're like, seriously, this is like a broken feminine thing. Okay. I get it. I do. Yeah. Yeah, but I won't read, like, I won't announce them or I won't tell them to the person. I will never, like, give you, I mean, I have morals. I won't give you a random reading. I won't yeah. say it, but I'll know for my own self. I'll be like, oh, okay, like, I'll just know. I know how to myself. handle this situation. I've definitely gotten better at it but in the beginner times because, again, when it's on and off your whole life or you've always, you've always had that, like, protective guidance, um, but mm-hmm. now, yeah, they'll just be downloading the tea for you really quick and you're like, <laughs> Thank you for that. I know how to handle this situation. Exactly. I mean, that seriously is like a very basic download, but I always like people to understand like spirit helps you with everything. Even like my favorite one that I have, which is super simple. um, I have no sense of direction. I live by GPS and uh, there was a detour on my route home with construction and my GPS started spinning and wouldn't pick up anything and I had no choice but to listen to the voice in my head. So I was like panicking, I was 20 minutes from home which means I definitely don't know where I'm at. I'm on the other Mm -hmm. side of the city and I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay guys, it's your turn to shine. I said, I need left rights and that's the only thing I wanna hear in my head right now. And they got me home and I like I like pulled up onto the street that I recognized and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are here for everything. This is so great. And I like ran <laughs> in and told my nanny, I'm like, you're never gonna guess what happened to me. Cause she speaks spiritual language too. So you don't have to like, you know, Google things for yeah. her. But I'm like, I'm telling you girl, I could have been on the other side of town or just lost for days if they didn't tell me what to do. So I'm always, yeah. I'm always looking for those stories about even the simplicities in life that they help you with. 
I love that. I think that's the thing that people always are like, I want life's instruction manual, right? Like people are like, if life could give me an instruction manual, I would be, I would know what to do, but they do. Mm-hmm. Like you were literally born. Like, I think besides people think like, oh, you're a psychic or you're a medium or you're a healer. It's like, no, like we're, like I say, we're all intuitive and you do have your instruction manual inside you if you actually learn how to like navigate it. Yeah, definitely like clear it all out. Like I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, people being born with gifts and not knowing how to utilize it or they actually do utilize it. And I said, some people have so many layers of dust on their gifts that they forget about it and think, oh, why would I do that? Everybody else is doing that or this person's better at it. But you were born with this specific present. Right. And there's all this shit on it. And you just got to wipe all that shit off and process it. And then you come to an activation period. It's like that lotus coming out of the mud. That's when Mm -hmm. it gets really fun because you're like, okay, feeling better, feeling healed. And whoa, what is that out of the corner of my eye? And then you type on TikTok, shadow people. (laughs) TikTok. find everything on tiktok <laughs> oh my gosh if it's not tiktok it's google or it's like you're calling your friend um like lonerwolf.com have you ever seen that website no oh you have to look it up i wish that i would have found it during my spiritual awakening because it is such a great consolidated resource and it's literally like um categorized dark night of the soul spiritual awakening clear senses it's broken down into so many different things i would love to talk to them because i bet it would just be like literally talking to two people who just channel spirit openly. Like I would probably need to to talk to him, but yeah, great resource for sure. I've used it many times even now, which brings me to my next question. Tell me about untamed power and why you wrote it and a little bit about what's in it and definitely where people can find it if they resonate with it. Yeah. It's a, first off, it's available on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. Um, I wrote it because I knew my story and what I went through. I wanted to use it to empower other people. The reason I call it untamed power is because I feel that we're all limitless. We, we are full of potential and we have this amazing power in us, but we've learned to like put it in a box and let it follow its rules and live life accordingly to what everyone says we should and be untamed allow yourself to embrace it allow yourself to look at it so throughout the book i share different elements that we go over fear we go over loneliness we go over trust things that come up as you're stepping into your truth and your authenticity as you're stepping into your quote untamed power these are different elements that we all battle i don't care who you are we all battle them so it's it's full of tips and tricks on how to battle it as well as sharing my own story on how I had to navigate it and things that happened to me while I was finding myself. I think that's so very vulnerable and definitely powerful. I very vulnerable. That. And <laughs> if you haven't checked out the cover, I mean, buy the book for sure. But even just looking at the cover, you're like, yes, this is for me. Thank you. I'm so glad you like the cover. I, when we were doing the cover of the book, they really wanted me to put, be in the shaman category. But like you mentioned earlier, I don't like titles. Like I feel that titles are overused. People don't understand them. Everybody wants to be a shaman and you know, they just throwing out titles. So they kept throwing these native American headdresses and things like that. And I was like, no, Mm-mm. no, I don't want that. And so the feathers and the colors was my way of 
um, saying, okay, I'll do this part of it like this. So yeah. thank you for liking the cover. No, I think it's wonderful. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. That just ignites me. It just makes me excited. And any time where you have like a assortment of colors, because I'm also a tie-dye artist, you know, I just, I, it just makes me so happy when you see all yeah. those colors together. It makes me think of chakras, high vibes, and then I'll start naming off blue flame, violet flame, anything like that. I just think it's supremely powerful. Where okay. can people, so people can go to your website and work with you. You can book one-on-one online. You can do the readings. Like you said, you definitely audit your energy on when you can offer those, but you also do workshops. Tell us about that and how we could get in on those. So I kind of let spirit decide what workshops I'm going to do. I usually lead some kind of new moon or full moon. I'm not this month. That's just because. Um, but I, I vary my workshops are anywhere from like I'm focusing on working through the shadow or maybe we're focusing on courage or fear, however it is. But you can most find either follow me online on my on Instagram TikTok or even my website where I announce a lot of my classes. So I have a class coming up. I think it's in two weeks on the 30th. I could be off a day Um, and it's angels. We're just going to go over the archangels. So I'm teaching people how to channel them because I think everybody can channel how to channel them, how to understand how to work with them, what they're like. That way you can just utilize them in your own life. But that's an upcoming class I have. And all my classes are online. I love archangels and I absolutely love that you're doing a class on them. Do you know the archangels? I mean, obviously, no. But what archangels <laughs> do you work with um, mostly? Um, I actually work mostly with Metatron and Michael. Okay. I work with Archangel Metatron and Archangel Michael a lot. A lot of but energy. I call on all the angels. Mm hmm. That's like those two right there, the mm-hmm. main ones that I hear, they're like, yes, these are my two. And I'm like, that makes absolute sense. And I always see Merkabas around certain people as soon as they say that. Excuse me, my dog got excited. <laughs> She's on guard about something. My apologies for that little interruption. Um, do you have... I just decided to start doing like random, like rapid fire questions. I got on a podcast the other day and it really inspired me to do it. And now I'm always curious, especially with someone who already has clear senses, because you, it is like a, a level up an extra power is kind of how I feel like it. You like those extra helpers. But if there were any superpower that you could have, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I want to be invisible. That's what she said. Who did? The, the <laughs> last lady that I asked that. She was like, ooh, oh, I don't know. And she's like, I think I'd want to be invisible. And I was like, oh, that's a really good one. But the fact that both of you said it just cracks me up so bad. <laughs> but it also shows like people in this line of work, you're like, wouldn't it kind of be a nice break too? You know, maybe that's yeah. the allure in it. You're like, I would just like to just suck back into the wall really quick. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Because I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, we can time travel if we wanted, like in our own thoughts. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do that. And I was like, I'd like to be invisible. That'd be fun. I love that. Do you have any words of encouragement for those beginners out there that need to take the first steps? I think to trust your own heart, trust your gut, to listen to yourself and know that 
your journey does not have to look like everyone else's and just to listen to what works for you. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on and being so vulnerable. Thank you for publishing your book. I'm excited to check out your podcast and just continue on with your journey. Thank you so much. Yes. It's fun. Yay. Love the good reviews. For all Thank my you. friends, if you want to connect or buy the book, you know the way to go. Hit that description down below. All of her links are going to be there. Connect with her. Check out her podcast for sure. And right now, why don't we check out a very special song near and dear to my heart. It's Neo Vi's remix of Nirvana's Heart Shape Box. I've chose this for you today. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you all on the next episode. This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.